0: Fifty-two yards should be just a nice, comfortable nine iron for him. They're gonna go nuts when he hits this thing.
1: Yesterday's price is not today's price. Yo. Yo, welcome in golf fans. It's Sony Open Week, uh, and I'm here with a special guest to provide a comprehensive preview of the tournament, of the event, give you what we see are the best values on the odds boards. I'm Joe Idoni. Welcome to the Preferred Lines podcast. Uh, A giant welcome back to those old faces and welcome in to those new checking out the show, possibly for the first time. Uh, Happy that you're here. This is a live stream going on right now on Twitter. Um, If you want to be involved in the chat, if you want to ask questions, if you want to drop comments, if you want to poke fun, if you want to make suggestions, any of that stuff, uh, hop on over to YouTube. Type in preferred lines. That's the only way that I can sort of see you see you in the chat. Uh, if you're here for the audio podcast version, it will be available now if you're listening to this on iTunes and Spotify. Uh, I'm thrilled to welcome back one of our longtime sponsors. You see it up there in the corner this corner. Sorry. Yep. There it is. Fantasy Golf Pod. Uh, the boys at the Fantasy Golf Pod now have a program titled The Golf Guys, which airs every Wednesday at 520 Eastern with my good friends, Josh and Chad. Make sure to give them a follow. They have supported us since the get-go at Fantasy Golf Pod. Um, Also wanted to mention that we are supported actively by my new friends over at the Tour Junkies. I fired up this season to provide some exclusive content for them over in the Nut Hut, which is their private Discord. Um, It's so good in there. It's so cheap, guys. Listen, if you book it for the year, it's less than $2 per week. Uh, they've got caddy insights, prize pick stuff, player notes on the course, interviews, um, and, and of course, exclusive stuff from DB, Pat and myself. Uh, awesome and hope to see you there as well. Here's what's on tap for tonight. I'm going to bring in our special guest in one second. We're going to do a quick run through of our golf guys of the week. Course preview, key stats, what we're looking at for YLI and the Sony Open this week. Uh, We're then just going to pivot straight to the odds board, see who we got going on for best bets of the week. We'll go through every range, the top, middle, the bottom. I'll get some quick final thoughts. We'll get out of here without further ado. Welcoming back for either his second or third time on Preferred Lines. He was my guest. I think the guest of the year last year for the country club of the Open. Uh, PGA Tour writer for PGA.com. He is a member, you know, he started the Read Align newsletter, he's got the podcast, he's an all-around good guy, PGA professional, the man himself I was just with this past weekend. Welcome back in, Keith Stewart. What's up?
0: Man, I tell you, it's a pleasure to be here with you, Joe Idoni. Let's just get to it.
1: Yeah, dude. Um, so, how about our weekend, man? Um, it was great to finally like see you. We talked a lot online, but I always super enjoy these experiences where um, you get real life experience with people. You get to shake their hand. You get to hang out. You get to have a beer. You get to watch some football. You get to talk some golf. All the good things that we did with our gracious host Rick Gaiman. Uh, what a fun time! What all happened in Vegas? Can we can we unveil everything?
0: Well, I will tell you, it was a it was a whirlwind trip for me. Because I got there Friday night and I don't think my body ever adjusted to West Coast time because I took the red eye back and arrived this morning at like 6 a.m. in Newark Airport. So it was a whirlwind, but uh, live draft at the Wynn Casino with you and the boys on Saturday, Shadow Creek on Sunday. Boom, back on the jet. I'm back here East Coast ready for preferred lines. Just That's so
1: sick. I missed out on Shadow, regretfully, Brian. I understand your pain. Uh, I've kind of got the ship over here on, but hopefully, I-, I appreciate you making some time for us on the side. Yeah, man. um What was your favorite moment? I got to say, like the whole you see, so you're a host for ESPN Radio. I've never had the experience, Keith. Like what we had in Blue Wire Studios, oh, yeah. forty cameras. I think Rick said um, you've got people like physically working there, like hooking up your headphones and your mics and making sure everyone looks good and correct. We had everything except uh, someone to do our own makeup that was on ourselves, but what a cool experience. Like I felt like I was on sports and all. that was like a, a pinnacle, a pinnacle, like golf content career moment for me. What about you?
0: There's no doubt that obviously the live draft was the whole reason for being there. Don't get me wrong. Playing golf yesterday was tons of fun, but to get all of us together in a room, and to create what we did, and I've watched it back since then, and it's just absolutely phenomenal. If you haven't checked it out yet, you got to go over to Rick Rungood's uh, YouTube channel. You got to check out, you know, the live draft. It's, it's. I mean, it, it looks a little long, but I'm telling you, the thing flies by when you're watching it because it is just a free for all of commentary. And my favorite part of the whole thing was that Rick found seven totally different guys, walks of life, everything. We all came together. It was a judgment-free zone. We had the best time. You could tell everybody was poking fun at everybody. Yeah. Everybody took it with a good spirit. I mean, I just I—I I just had such a tremendous time. For me, I mean, that was, that. you know, the microphones and everything are great, but just that being in that room, if all the other people weren't around the personnel, that still would have been a bucket list moment if it was in Rick's basement. It, it was just awesome.
1: Yeah, so. totally. Uh, seven guys who just, like, got along perfectly um we had sobel who i know obviously steve hennessy who i met for the first time as well we had tom evigan who was like and like the best right he was an amazing like super gracious host took care of us he's a managing partner at rsm just all around good guy scott blumstein world series of poker main event like title holder so we had like everyone from sort of everything and it was just zero drama it was it was so cool and um the Palm Beach Coconuts are a wagon, man. I'm excited for week one. I've got the New York Golf Club on the schedule. Mr. Lack is struggling to fill some roster spots. So I feel pretty good about week one.
0: <laughs> well, i tell you, coming out of the draft, everybody was talking about it at Circa. I mean, it was up on the big board. Yeah. There's a big board there, but the Palm Beach Coconuts are early favorites. We love that. So I, I mean, you know, I, the only place you can go from here is down, Joe. So don't, no pressure. All right.
1: Check that out now, guys. It's over on uh, Rick Run Goods YouTube page, of course. That was a ton of fun. It was really exciting to do. But let's talk. Let's first, before we get to this week, let's talk a little bit of the last week. So I do this thing, Keith. Uh, it's very informal, it's very casual, golf guy of the week. I'll do mine first, and then I'll see if you maybe have one. I'm interested in your opinion on this as a PGA right. professional. Um, but mine was JJ Spawn. I loved just the look going out there full button down. He right. basically had the shirt that you're wearing on right now on a golf course. Um, I thought it was cool. I'm totally for any of these sort of uh, any way to to I don't know, just be different and, and, and be exciting and be fun into the game and inject a little bit of enthusiasm and, and fun in there. And I thought that that was uh, very cool to see. Um, I think that if Puma has that shirt on the website up right now, it will probably sell out. The majority of people I think loved it. What about an old XPGA pro? What do you think about that?
0: I love it. I'm all okay, for good. it. A um, little known fact. If you go back to the better than most putt Tigers wearing a full button down white with black vertical stripe shirt. That is a full button down shirt. Go look at the really? video tape. Now he has it tucked in, which is awful. Right. But not that he wasn't going to tuck it in back in 2001, but, but I love that spawn just let it hang out. I love that. I mean, everything that's happening in golf right now makes it more and more popular by the moment. And as a PGA pro trying to, you know, with all due respect to Greg Norman, we're actually trying to grow the game. I love it. JJ spawn in some way. He's going to find his way onto my card this week. Just because, just because of that.
1: I love it. You got anyone? Anyone come to mind for you when I I say golf guy of the week from last week?
0: You know, there was a guy I was rooting for, and uh, I'm going to go with Steven Sweeney. And some of your fans may Mm. not know who that is, but that is the recently hired putting coach of Colin Morikawa. Now, here's the thing. I had Morikawa last week. Things didn't work out on Sunday. It is what it is. I promised myself I wouldn't talk about it. But a good golf guy, you know, he did some wonders with the putting. The putting wasn't the problem on Sunday, Joe. Right. Right. So uh, signs of life there. If Colin starts stroking it like he did for four, you know, for four days there, I think that overall, this guy, Steven Sweeney, he's going to become a name. So he's my golf guy of the week. People probably don't know him, but now they're going to.
1: Good stuff. Yeah. we'll. we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about what happened a little bit. I kind of want to move on, you know, to next week. Um, I'm going to go through a little bit of what I see Keith for for Sony, okay, and you tell me where I'm right and where I'm potentially wrong. So a little bit of course preview, event preview, and key stats. Um, Wailea Country Club, we're very familiar with it. Just a smidge over seven thousand yards. Um, what I would consider, and and you could probably challenge me on this, is is it feels kind of like an old school golf course. Seth Rayner original design, Bermuda grass throughout fairways, greens, rough, par seventy. So even though it's just over seven thousand yards. Keith which which feels very short it doesn't necessarily play super short I don't think the average um, is 100.6 yards per par which would essentially put it right in the middle in terms of PGA Tour courses because you have those two less par fives um, it's not as short as it may nearly seem plus it's it's at 10 feet above sea level so you're basically at sea level you're not going to see anything in terms of the drastic elevation changes that we saw last week although still in Hawaii now the fairways They aren't necessarily tight in terms of width. They're actually above, slightly above average by PGA tour standards, but every hole seems like it has this dramatic dog leg that is, that is, it protects itself from the players that want to cut the corner. Like some courses don't protect themselves from PGA tour players. This does a pretty good job with the trees, with the bunkering, where the out-of-bounds comes in. It, like, it's a very aggressive play to try and cut the corner in many instances here. The greens are Bermuda, slightly above average in size, typically on the slower side from what I have in my notes, but they're really flat. They're really easy to putt. Also, very much not like last week we're super undulated. Uh, the cut line, historically, is right around minus one. The last five winners, Hideki, Na. Cam Smith, Matt Kuchar, Patton Kazire. Those are sort of my notes on course. Anything that you got to add there, buddy?
0: What is amazing about these two weeks that we get every year, right? Because we've been coming to YLA since 1965. We've been coming to, you know, the century there at Kappa Lewis since 1999. Last week, we all would have targeted strokes gained approach, strokes gained putting. Maybe you threw something else in there, right? But those are two really important factors last week towards contending. It's the same ones this week. And the golf courses couldn't be any more different. And I don't want to be redundant, but it was 500 feet above sea level last week. The fairways were the widest on tour, right? The greens were some of the largest on tour. And we have the complete opposite of that. But we're featuring the same skill sets. So I can't wait to get into this with you because... Yeah, That seems kind of wacky to me, but at the same time, it's what makes doing what we do so much fun.
1: Yeah, you're right. Many of those key stats, I'll go through them right now, are very much aligned with with what we saw last week. Um, The first thing I I just want to get out of the way is I do believe in the importance and the correlation between guys that have played at Kapalua and then have come here and won at Sony. I believe it's eight of the last nine years i think the only exception is fabian gomez if i'm if i'm correct on that so even though keith they are so different um there's something about getting some reps in across the island the week before and 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 it's like it, it part of that i guess is just because they're the best players right are coming over here but i also just tournament reps practicing, waking up, getting the routine in flow and those sort of Hawaiian unique trade wins that they always talk about. Um, You think there's anything to there as well?
0: Well, the trend is there. I think over the last 25 years or so, 70% of the guys that have won the Sony have played in the century. So you're spot on there. And the other thing is, is that about a third of the field at the Sony are Corn Fairy guys. You know, it's their first event that they get in. This is their first PGA tour experience. Uh, What's it? 15 of the last 16 winners have had prior experience playing the Sony. So Russell Henley, Mm -hmm. I think is the only one in 2013 who didn't, he was a, he was a debutante, right. That won it in the last, at least the last 10 years. So it's, it's one of those things where I think that it just leans itself towards that they're warmed up. They're better players. They're not rookies. And if you know the golf course, it's definitely, what's it second most predictive on tour behind Augusta national golf club. So yeah, that's
1: what data golf has, um, which is, which is pretty wild to me to think about, but yeah, in terms of course history, this is one of those sticking points. I have some like in terms of, of strokes gain performance here, which is another cool, like data golf has some cool course history tools. And one of them is this strokes gain performance stat versus expectation. So basically how are their strokes gain numbers at this particular course versus the normal tour stop? Here are the top five guys, Keith Mitchell, Corey Connors, Zach Blair, Brian Stewart, Patton Kazire. Interesting, Cam Davis, which I wouldn't necessarily say is a great course fit, comes in right after that. My guy Ted loves Cam Davis this week. Bottom five, Shank, Tway, Spawn, who, I, who Ted also likes for his first-round leader, has not had great success here. Uh, Nate Lashley, Robert Streb. Interesting there, last year's winner, Hideki Matsuyama, is actually Eighth from the bottom in terms of strokes gain versus expectation at sony so maybe last year was a bit of an outlier but you mentioned it i think course history is a big one and i'm, I'm gonna once again like going back to short game um the i had it as a very important factor it was why i didn't love colin morikawa last week and i looked like a fool for uh what about 62 holes and then it came back to bite him um you you can't chip you can't putt it's it's really hard to win no matter how good you are unless you have a great you have to have one to really offset the other um approaches a lot of wedges you know henley had it in the bag last year one of the best wedge players on tour kevin nod justin thomas matt kuchar cam smith these are great short game guys they're great wedge players uh so that's kind of what i'm looking to sort of hone in on this week from a stats perspective
0: joe i got good news for you no one's gonna remember you looking like a fool for those 63 holes because I know we talked about it
1: Saturday night and I was like, I was like, I feel like a fool because I took this big stance on Colin that he's like 200th in short game. And it's really hard to win if you don't putt really well or chip really well. And if those are your two deficiencies, you've really got to improve on one of them. And he made strides, but was there something like pressure cooks up a little bit? One thing goes the wrong way. And and I hate to say it, but that has seemed to affect him now in a couple of tournaments.
0: That's back to back. I know. Like five plus shot leads that just evaporated. Yeah. And you're talking about one of the best iron players in the world. And he that was rough. It was rough. As a Morikawa backer, it was rough. But I'm a Morikawa fan. And you guys all had me pegged in the draft on Saturday, like I know because of because of him playing so well that I was going to take him in the third spot in the draft. And I was just like, I'm with you. The Hovlands, the Morikawas, they are great. Don't get me wrong. They are world-class at so many things, but short game is a differentiator for sure. You, you sent know? out
1: a you sent out a little tweet in the morning that was a total decoy that Morikawa that sent us into a whirlwind at the run good house where you said Morikawa is going to have a better season than Scheffler. And my jaw about hit the counter on Rick's uh, little bar there. Uh, I'm like, holy crap. Keith is going to take Morikawa for sure. But but well played by you, my friend. Um You know, M. Patton here is in the chat. He wants to talk outright odds, moving more aggressively on Monday. Um, Let's get right to it. Let's get over to the betting betting All right, buddy. Here's what we got this week. Uh, Sony open your odds on favorite Tom Kim. 11 to 1, um, as he should be. Um, Sung J.M. right behind him, 14 to one on DraftKings Sportsbook. I'm over at oddschecker.com. Jordan Spieth, 16 to one, unanimously across the board. Then we get to Brian Harmon and Hideki right there at 20 to one. Those are the top five, Keith. Any interest in any of these guys for you?
0: Uh, from a betting perspective, no, but it, this is Tom Kim's tournament to lose. He's obviously yeah. sharp, top five last week. Um, his, his lack of length that everyone makes a big deal about perfectly suits him for all the dog legs here. Um, hmm he could definitely, I saw him at the president's cup. He could draw it with the best of them. You know, he could bleed it right, you know, left to right. But when you look at the closing holes, this is really important. And it's something that Russell Henley struggled with last year. Four of the last five closing holes are right to left tee shot. So it's a drawer for a right hander. Okay. And the only one that's not is a par three. So basically you've got to seal the deal by slinging this thing. You can't cut it off those tees. And as a result, if, you, if it starts going bad you start having problems, or if you want to cut it, you got to lay back further. And I just think he, there's a reason why Tom Kim's at the top of the board. Well, I bet him? No, but you know what? He he could be. I mean, depending on what the number comes out tomorrow, he's he's definitely a great placement opportunity. Top 10 at the worst. I mean, top five probably really makes some money there. Uh, of those top guys though, the one that catches my attention the most is Jordan Spieth. I feel like he's the biggest wild card because I think you and I both would never have pictured him to be the type of guy that would take over an RBC heritage. And he did that last year and he's basically playing the same style of golf course. So that's somebody to really pay attention to for me at the top of the board.
1: You mentioned it. I bet him Jordan Speeth, 16 to one. Uh, So Tom Kim is going to rate out number one in any stat mile as he should. I'm not quite ready to bet Tom Kim the favorite in a PGA tour event just yet, though. The public perception is an excitement level is so high on Tom Kim. I'm willing to believe that that is somewhat factored into the betting number here and people want to play and people want to be aboard the Tom Kim train. I'm going to pause a little bit and take speed. Um, 16-1, Sixteen to one, t thirteen last week. The short game and putting, which I mentioned, are important this week. Were fantastic last week. He gained two point eight four around the green, um, which is which is he's always going to do that. He's so crafty around the green. And when you look at that list of winners that I mentioned before, that all guys with really good hands and ability to get up and down, clubbing down off the tee, which this course requires you to do quite a bit. I think, and you mentioned it is actually a bonus for Spieth at this point um, in terms of course fit. When you look at the heritage, when you look at the Valero, even his second place finishes at the Charles Schwab is a, is a course where you often club down off the tee. pebble beach is a course where you often club down off the tee. these shorter golf courses that are a bit narrow and require a bit more thought off the tee than just let me grab driver and rip it. I think it's kind of become his wheelhouse And he didn't putt great last week, but those are really hard greens to putt. These are some of the easiest on tour. I believe it is the easiest ranked course from like four to eight feet or whatever. in that range where he kind of struggles right from time to time with the shorties. Um, I think it's a really good spot for him. And I think it's the fairest number at the top of the board.
0: You know, I'm going to bet Harmon. uh, He's just been so good right lately. And Coastal, Bermuda. I just love him there. Okay. Uh, I think it's a good fit, but I could go either way. I could go okay. either way.
1: All right. So moving down, we've got Henley, last year's uh, almost champion at twenty-two to one. Corey Connors at twenty-eight to one. Hoagie at twenty-eight to one. His frogs are in trouble right now. I know he's at the game, so uh, maybe a rough that, night for Tom Hoagie getting back to Hawaii.
0: You know, he probably should have been my golf guy of the week. He plays in the century. He flies to SoFi. He's watching his national championship game. He's flying back. Does that bother you at all when it comes to Tom Hoagie? Um, that he's jet setting around positive like
1: positive for sure. Like he's obviously he's gonna have a good time tonight. His team's getting crushed. Um, I think that I, I'm I'm glad that he had reps. I'd rather see him play last week and then. But but going back and forth to Hawaii is not easy. So it's not a positive thing, by any means. Fair enough. Fair Horschel, 35. Big number on Billy Ho. Um, Taylor Montgomery, 35. Cam Davis at 40, who our guy Ted likes. Keegan at 40. Keith Mitchell at 40. KH Lee at 40. Mav McNeely at 40. Um, any thoughts on the mid-range?
0: Just one cool thing. Billy Horschel, and I loved him coming into this event last week, but did you see what he did at the century? He, he shot. really
1: flipped it around quick, huh?
0: Well, he shot three over in the first round. Yeah. And he DFL and then he came back and he finished in the mid-teens and he yeah. shot think, like 15, 16 under the rest of the way in three mm-hmm. rounds that was pretty solid all, all things considered um sorry I'm gonna name drop for a second and it's not a name that I know but yesterday we were playing golf home golf course for Taylor Montgomery this is yeah. what I'm with this okay we get up on the first tee and the caddy is talking smack or whatever there at shadow Creek. And he says, Hey, if anyone's interested in the course record, it's 7,500 yards back there. And it's 60 to which Rick goes, Oh, that was Montgomery. Just like a little while ago. He said, yeah. I said, well, I I'm good with where we are. Let's just go play golf, yeah. whatever. So we go. we play this golf course. It's tight. The green complexes severe, like super yeah. severe, the hardest part of the whole golf course. And there were a lot of hard parts What were the, the green surfaces themselves If this were, this is where this guy practices all the time. It's no wonder he's a great driver of the golf ball and he's a great putter. I love Taylor Montgomery coming back and the guy's already made 1.4 million on tour this year and he's a rookie. So I know it goes against the trend of he didn't play the century and he's a debutante here, but you got to pay attention to this guy because the way he played in the fall, I'm going to throw him on there. And I think the winner is going to come out of that 30 something range. And, and that's where I'm really going to go heavy on my outright card. And I really like him.
1: Yeah, I, there's no reason not to, right? He had such a good fall. Yeah. Incredible. There's another guy at 41 who had a pretty damn good fall as well. Um, I took a little bit of KH Lee. Seventh last week out of nowhere at the yeah. Century. Um, three top yep. fives in the fall was great as well at the President's Cup, I thought. Um, was phenomenal with the short game last week, which has really started to become his strength, plus 5.27 strokes gained um, around the green and on the greens. Um, Maybe a lack of a little bit of pop off the tee, I think, won't necessarily hurt him here. I love that he played last week. Like I mentioned, it's what I'm looking for kind of in a lot of these guys and just checks a lot of boxes for me. I know it's not a TPC course, but I think it kind of can, can fit some of those similarities uh, if you look outside of the the first three initials in the in the start of the golf course, where he can play well,
0: how about Killer Keith? Great course yeah, history. Yeah, that's your boy. All right, love it. Love He's him in This range, love. love, love. I, I do love that K H Lee. I, I so for me at the end of my card, it was between K H Lee and Keith Mitchell, and I went yeah. with Mitchell. Uh, but it, honestly, I could have flipped a coin at that point. I mean, both both of those stars are aligned there for sure.
1: Yeah, I mentioned that course history, strokes gain numbers. Keith Mitchell, number one in the field in terms of a uh, uh, course history standpoint. Moving just down the board, Keith, I'm just gonna stop right here because there was a fifty to one hanging with a, with with your boys over at Bet Online this morning that I snatched up real quick. Adam Scott can't be fifty to one. He's forty five to one now. He doesn't belong in the same realm as KH Lee as Mav McNeely as JJ Spahn as Emiliano Grillo he is on a different level from a a talent and a skill set standpoint that I just can't ignore so he passes the complete eye test I think he's poised for for a big bounce back year Um, he was dealing with a lot of stress behind the scenes last year and I've heard it from a number of people that are close to him um, the stress that went on with Liv, and he had a really tough decision to make because he sees some fellow, fellow Aussies go. Obviously, Greg Norman is running the show. Relationship between him and Greg Norman, I've heard, is not good to say the very least. But there was obviously some thought that he was very open about putting into this thing. And, and does he want to play 25 times a year? I think all of that kind of put aside, he's going through a little bit of a caddy change him. Just, just playing is, is a good sign for me um, in back to back weeks. So uh, uh, it's coming off some decent form too, from the fall, actually fifth at the St. Jude fifth at the BMW second at the Australian open, which was a little less than a month ago. Um, You know, the ball striking numbers were fantastic last week. He putted terribly, but this is a much easier course to putt. Give me a 50 to one on Adam Scott in this field anytime.
0: I got to agree with you. It seems like he cares. And that guy, his talent level is way above that number. If you look at all those names on your screen right now, Adam Scott, um, there's only yeah. one other major winner there, right? And that's key. Yeah. Right? I mean, the... I mean, the, the
1: Look, we were all sitting around the table at the Circa and me and me and Tom and uh, and one other person, I think it was Steve. Um, we're just fooling around looking at master's odds. And there's one bet that I took and have a ticket with that came home with me back to Florida. And that was Adam Scott, 100 to one at Augusta National. Um, I believe that he still has every bit of pop in the bag. He still has the elite ball striking his putting since going to this longer putter is is volatile but can show definite spikes and it's just kind of an anomaly that he hasn't won like once a year a couple times since that win at the riv um he should have probably won the Windham. there he's had opportunities and i just think this is a this is a good number and a good spot for him have to agree moving down the board um griot english kim putnam poston Kucher, smalley McCarthy. Woodland Kitayama Hughes these are all guys in that sort of 45 50 to 1 to like 70 to 1 range Um, still I would consider sort of middle of the pack here some decent course history guys some guys who have lost a little bit of form over the past year anyone in there for you that uh, you know you have some interest in
0: from an outright sense no it's okay. a little bit too too far down for me, but I'll definitely would tell you there's some names there because we won't see the placement odds till probably tomorrow. But there's some great course fits there. Um, guys like Alex Smalley, Andrew Putnam. Um, certainly, if you're talking about short game, one of the best in the world is Hoot. Yeah, you know Mac Hughes. He's obviously playing well. You know he played the century. The guy can putt it. Um, there's there's a Kurt Kitayama, another one. Uh, yeah, all of those. All of those are are, are, those are types of guys that should be all over people's DFS plays and their in their squads this week for sure.
1: Um, So I'm pulling something up now just because I want to see his stats, but I tweeted this out was the first bet that I made. Um, I was ready to fire on this. This is a course for him. 80 to one on Adam Svensson. Keith, if I can talk you into betting anyone down here, it's Fenny. Um, Just got that win, of course. You, you have to play this guy on short golf courses. Um, that's his wheelhouse. He checks the box that he played last week. He checks the course history box, a seventh place finish last year. Um, this He has a definitive course fit. Unlike almost any other player on tour. And it's these short positional courses with a lot of dog legs that he can get himself in the, he's not at a huge disadvantage with his length off the tee. And he can take advantage of, of fantastic ball striking. He lost 8.56 strokes putting last week. Sounds impossible. He does it quite often, but he also flips it, Keith, at the RSM, which is a very easy course to putt by PGA Tour standards. The green complexes there are not overly difficult. He gained 9.16, won that event to end the fall swing. I think these greens are a lot more like the RSM Classic than they are like the Century or or Augusta or these crazy sort of undulating surfaces where he's got to put a lot of read into it. I just love the fact that you're getting a really accurate player, a flusher with his irons, a great wedge player, and the opportunity for a bounce-back putting performance at 80-1. to Guy who played last week, it, it take him, take him.
0: That's why I love Harmon, right? Yeah, it's Sea Island. It's the same style of putting. It's that coastal Bermuda. It's 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 wicked grainy. It's yep. just you yep. have to have experience with it. And when you look at it, the greens themselves, when you're in those windy places, they can't make them super undulating. You're right. So it, you know totally. the plantation course, of course, guys that are poor putters like Spence and they're gonna they're gonna putt well at Sea Island. Those two golf courses. They're very wind affected. They, the greens mm-hmm. have to be somewhat flat. And great point. that helps. That helps.
1: Um, Just going down here, I'm going to rattle off a couple of names. Brendan Steele's got great course history here. Obviously, Webb has great course. Let's talk about Webb Simpson real quick.
0: Yeah, my, my it, eyes were drawn to that real
1: quick. It, I'm kind of drawn to it too, man. I mean, he's just, it he, he was like a spot where he would come in the favorite to this event two years ago. Um, Had an awful year. Basically, since COVID, since he had COVID, he hasn't come back very well. But if you look at his course fits, here's another guy with a with a very, with a pedigree of Wyndham, of RSM, of these type of coastal Bermuda places that aren't overly long. This place fits it to a T. And I think there's even some books out there where you can catch triple digits. I Is, is there a chance, have you heard anything from your guys that like maybe he's poised to have a little bit of a bounce back here?
0: So I spent some time with Paul Tasori who's his caddy at the Presidents Cup, because he lives there in Charlotte, and uh, obviously right. so does Webb. And we talked about it a little bit off camera, and he just said, you know, he was struggling with some things. And you know, when you think about it, you went through like his course history. The stat strokes gained par fours was created for a guy like Webb Simpson,
1: hmm. right?
0: I mean, that's just that's his such his wheelhouse, and that is this place. I love the fact that he's eighty to one or hundred to one because that means. I'm just going to pound them in the top 40 market because they'll have a number there that we can play. And there's a really good chance that we could do something there. You know, you, you, you can't bet everyone outright. And I know this is an outright boards type show, but like, I love when Tuesday comes up and I see these names down here, like a Chris Kirk, right? Yeah. Course history. Amazing wedge player. Amazing. Same thing with Webb. you know, Brendan Steele sitting there. I mean, those names right there. Those are guys that have been out on tour a long time. They don't get nervous about being in contention or anything like that. They're just playing their game. They're comfortable with who they are. Those are great guys to look at, especially, well, if you want to go eating at lunchtime and you want to go long shots, you're bringing up the right names. Webb yeah, Simpson would be I, the guy to take a flyer on, for sure.
1: And there's some young guys here, too, that I like as well, besides Kirk and Simpson and Todd, sort of the old crafty veterans. You've got Jaeger, Gordon, Sig, Shelton, all guys who played really well through that fall swing who are, I think, super incentivized to, to – to, have really, um, you know, a lot of players have used this last month, I think in different ways. And I think that it's unfair to try to, um, put too much judgment on something i don't know but i am confident in these sort of young players that they have been super motivated that they have understand the importance of FedEx Cup points even more so this year and sort of being able to stack some points and put them in the bank early in the season in a field where maybe you don't have to go against Cantley and Rory and Xander and Finau you know you this is an opportunity for them that they really have to understand and take advantage of um, so there's some big numbers on these guys that I think will make sense in a top 20, top 40 market. I don't know if this is the place that they're going to notch a first victory, but I think that we have a lot of guys show up ready to play. Ben Griffin's another one at 150 to one Lipski. suh. um, there's a lot of guys here that want to get ben off Griffin. to a hot start for 2023.
0: Ben Griffin's got some unfinished business from Bermuda. Yeah. I'm telling you, right? Really good that, huh? Coastal Bermuda grass, right? Wind affected area. Type of golf course, nice. flat greens where you can make putts because, you know, out there in Bermuda, you can't you can't create greens like they have, you know, at some of these places that we go see like Detroit Golf Club or something like that. It's just not going to happen, you know, and um, I, I love Ben Griffin this week.
1: Yeah, my boy PGA how it loves the dogs this week. The dogs are currently rolling. I don't normally have the TV on over here because I don't want any lighting, but uh, 31 to 7 in the national championship. It's a blowout. Uh, TCU's had some big comebacks, but, um, my guy, John loves the dogs.
0: Hey, big shout out to tout. He's the best for the sure. Best.
1: The best course preview in the game, PGA tout running, writing over there for the lines. Yeah. Um, anyone hey. moving down here? I'm kind of flipping through Keith, but like, do you see anyone here that is like worth talking about?
0: Well, again, from an outright sense, it's just, it, it just at this particular time on the PGA tour and what's happening Right. You just brought it up there. It, the FedEx Cup is really starting to matter. All right. Before when it was 125, a lot of these guys that are very good, that's a, maybe a player like a Will Gordon or like an Alex Smalley or an Adam Spencer, they knew that they could play good enough to get into 125. They're about to go through a 34 week cut. Cause when we get to you know the first week of the playoffs, it's now 70. It's not 125 anymore. So there's a lot more pressure on these guys to perform week in and week out. So I believe when you start doing your lunchtime long shots, a lot more of these guys are going to be incentivized to work harder more often. And I think those conversations are going to develop more. Week one, after five weeks off for a lot of these guys, I think it's a tough conversation to have. And I think that's kind of like we're going back and forth, kind of looking at each other funny, like, ah, there's only so much we can do here. But at the same time, as we get into some of these non-designated events, the Honda, your favorite, right? Who's going to show up there? Some great Bermuda grass putter that was really great on corn ferry, And the guy's going to blow it away with ball striking. You know, I mean, those types of situations because to get to top 70 is going to be really tough. I mean, we know who like half those guys are already. So there's only like 35 spots left and there just won't be enough room for all the Spensons and smallies and Putnams. And, and I mean, we could keep going on Gordon's and Shelton's, you know, and Sigs and Hodges. And I mean, you know, we have our favorites, but it, it, there's going to be relegation. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. And these conversations are only going to get more and more intense on the weeks where it's not a major or it's not WMPO or something. I, I just can't wait to keep having them. Same with
1: me, man. I had an absolute blast hanging out with you this weekend. Um, yeah. It was an honor to meet you. Thank you again for coming on the show. Tell everyone, tell everyone two things. All right where they can check out some of your content this week. And two, one name, who wins the Sony?
0: Who wins the Sony? All right. You can always go find my content the primary sources, readtheline.com. You can subscribe for free. If you want to throw me a couple couple bucks a month, then you get the full detailed, all the fun newsletter that comes out. Um, I'll be on SI Sports Illustrated. You'll see that come out tomorrow. Um, We're starting with the sporting news this week. One of the things I love to do, if I could just mention this for a second, Joe. Yeah. I love cool. to ha- I love to handicap the LPGA.
1: Oh, you're the best and, at it. Please mention and, it.
0: And they start next week. So I'm traveling down to Orlando. LPGA. Got a contract with them. We're going to partner up. I'm going to start doing official women's betting content with the LPGA. That's actually news right now. So there you go. Right? That just happened on Preferred Lines. Kind of got caught up and had to say something there. And now I'm saying it. So that's Amazing. that's the real deal. We're doing it. And uh, it's that's only going to just double the fun, really, when it comes down to it. And there's bigger and better things coming. ReadtheLine.com. Go check it out. You can always hear me on the radio. Um, those other sites that are there, and I'm definitely always on social media having some fun, uh, certainly with you guys. And uh, I, I will say this much, Joe Idoni. I, I mentioned this to everyone that I had a chance to talk to this weekend. You are the absolute most genuine, best guy in this whole betting ecosystem. And I'm so happy you and I are friends and I, I can't thank you enough for having me on for, I don't know what number time this is, but you know me, I'll come on with five minutes notice and, um, <laughs> we'll, we'll just have the best time. You know, um, we always have that one bond that you and I know we have. And, uh, as a result, uh, I can't What's thank you there? enough for
1: a little mini wooden stick.
0: That's it, man. Yeah, That's buddy. It. That's
1: Old it. lax That's it. guys.
0: Hey, don't think for a second, that t-shirt you're wearing doesn't go unnoticed. All right. You so thank it. you. Thank you. Um,
1: I appreciate the hell out of you. Like always, thank you for coming on the show at KJ Stewart PGA. Give the man a follow sign up for read the line. It drops your inbox. It's incredible detailed information on a bunch of different tours, including the women's tour. Um, Thank you. Once again, have a great night. I appreciate you. You're the man. Keith Stewart. Talk to you soon, buddy. All right. Um, Great having him on. I I, I mentioned it, and, and just being able this is kind of part of the final thoughts thing. I'm going to keep this quick. I know you guys want to uh, probably get wow thirty eight seven right now. Dogs, um, quite a blowout there, but it was just awesome to be out there and to shake hands and to meet people. And I love that part of it. And I think many of us who maybe do a show or have a Twitter account. Um, You get caught up that this isn't real. You know what I mean? That these aren't real people sometimes. It's just someone on your phone or it's just an avatar and and a username. And it's easy to be critical of that person when you're not assessing them as a human. You're assessing them as a Twitter account. Um, And the reality is, is there are plenty of bot accounts and people that just want to get on there and troll. But there are plenty of really good people. And I enjoy the hell out of experiences where um, i can meet them and i think the reality of it is that if any of us are if you're checking out this show right now there's a reason for it it's because we like the same things right we have the same hobby we enjoy talking about golf so the fact that there's there's sometimes the ability to be critical of others if you really were to just meet that person in front of you and have a beer and go to a casino and flip on the golf channel you would find mind that you have so many things in common with that person. And sometimes that can be hard to realize when you're stuck in an office or you're stuck behind the, the, the blue light of your phone so many times. So that experience really brought that back to life for me, that there are so many good people. There was a guy, one of the guys, I don't want to mention his name this weekend, but I'm sitting at the table with him and I'm, I'm, I forget to check in for my flight. And I'm stuck in the middle seat and I'm 6'4, guys. Like, I can't be in the middle seat. This guy was gets on his app. It was about to buy me another plane ticket so that I could cancel mine, just so that I could sit in a like there are so many good and genuine people out there. Reach out to them if you're struggling with anything. DM me. I'll be happy to help. Um, I really appreciate genuinely all. All of you guys who take the time to check out this show, if you did so, would also appreciate a like and a subscribe. I'm really trying to get those subscribers up on the YouTube page. So if you're just watching this on Periscope or listening on iTunes, if you could take three seconds to go over there and hit that button, that would mean a lot to me. Thank you all for checking out Preferred Lines once again this week. Best of luck at the Sony Open. I'll talk to you all next week at the Amex. Peace.